Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast, supported by University College at Washington University. Offering approachable world-class education with undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we have a discussion about a big change in the local corporate scene. One of the biggest brands in St. Louis and the country is about to change. Monsanto will lower its corporate flag tomorrow when the multi-billion dollar merger with Germany's Bayer becomes official. So what does it all mean? What else will change? Joining me in studio is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Wayne Pratt, who covers business news for us. Wayne, welcome to the studio. Always a pleasure, Don. Big day tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. We anticipate it being a big day tomorrow, but as we know, with any big deal, a last-minute hurdle could pop up. We don't think that'll happen at this point, considering Bayer did a big conference call earlier this week. But uh, I've been around long enough to know that nothing seems done until it's done. Remind us why Bayer would want Monsanto. They keep coming back to the fact that more agricultural innovation is needed in order to meet the global food demand. And in order to do that, the bigger maybe the better with uh, more places around the world, more research and development capacity. And they seem to think that Monsanto's operations fit in nicely with that, what they're doing on the bear side. I I mentioned in the intro that uh, Monsanto is lowering the flag. That means that Monsanto, after a period of time, is no longer going to be Monsanto. The key phrase there is after a period of time. That's because there's yet another layer to this two-year onion that we've been unpeeling Mm -hmm. since 2016. And as I mentioned, there was a, a uh, a conference call earlier this week with Bears Crop Science President Liam Condon, and he outlined why that Monsanto name will eventually be going away. We simply had a, a strong belief that, that the Bear brand has a very strong positive recognition. This is simply based on brand audits that we've done worldwide. Um, this is something that we couldn't say about the Monsanto corporate brand. Kind of stuck it to Monsanto a little bit there. Just a bit. Uh, Obviously, Monsanto has a negative um, uh, reputation, uh, to put it uh, mildly, in parts of the world. The GMO research, the the environmentalists who are concerned about uh, herbicides and the impact on people and the overall environment. And that's one of the reasons we believe that the Monsanto name will be going away. But it will be a couple of months before that happens because the Justice Department, in approving this deal... Uh, is making Bayer divest $9 billion worth of assets to BASF, which is a global chemical giant, and those deals will not be completed for another couple of months. So that's kind of what we're waiting for before that Monsanto name goes goes away. Well, we have Condon talking about that, I believe, as well. Technically, Monsanto is, a st- is still a competitor because it's run as a separate company. And as Bayer, we don't have access to uh, confidential information on the side of Monsanto. That will only happen after this additional two-month period is over. So kind of a unique situation there where uh, once everything closes tomorrow, Bayer will be the sole shareholder of Monsanto. It will own the company, but they'll still be competing Mm. for at least two months. That just tells you how complicated this thing has been since it was first proposed in 2016. It's really hard to imagine uh, how, how complex this is because you're talking about a $63 billion transaction with all the, it's a worldwide operation. 
and up until this week, it was roughly a $66 billion yeah. transaction, and more debt had been paid down as part mm-hmm. of this deal, which is why Bear came out and said it was 63 I guess what's $3 billion among friends at this level yeah. of business when we're talking about it? But Maria Altman, our business editor, and I thought it was significant that mm-hmm. it had gone down that much this week. And Maria has been following this as well since 2016, and she did a bunch of the early reporting for the station on it. And We've been prepared for this for at least three months, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally we're at this point. But even so, even though it's been going on for quite a while, it seemed to go through relatively easily. I say relatively easily, given the scope of the transaction. Considering all the jurisdictions yeah. and the number escapes me where they, they needed approval, uh, and the Justice Department approval, which enables them to get to this point, is still conditional because they have to wrap up the BASF deals. Uh, you're right. Uh, it has been um, less of a hassle than one would anticipate where everywhere where it needed to be signed off upon. Uh, in Brazil, over in Europe, in Canada, in Mexico, things ha- have fallen into line. And, and the fact that Bayer has been so patient about this and has been willing to make moves like that $9 billion mm-hmm. divestment to BISF tells you how serious they were about seeing this thing through. What about the job situation? We in St. Louis, as you know, worry about that because of what happened with Anheuser-Busch InBev. Yes, and we don't know all the details on that, and that's because of this two-month period we keep referring to. Uh, Bear says it will not have uh, um, a bunch of information that would be, I guess, best described at this point as corporate secrets by Monsanto until the full integration starts to take place. But we do know that jobs from North Carolina, research and development jobs from Bear's operations in North Carolina, are being transferred here. Uh, Liam Condon was asked about that this week. He is not revealing how many jobs that may be, but off the start, it appears that Monsanto will be adding jobs in the area. We'll see how it plays out after that. How about management? Uh, Any significant changes that we know about? Well, some names that we've become familiar with uh, over the years. Uh, The chief technology officer, Rob Fraley, um, and uh, Hugh Grant, the CEO, they are going to leave the company once this is all said and done. I'm not sure if that means tomorrow or after that two-month period, but they've announced that they'll be uh, stepping away. Uh, Liam Condon, who is the Global Crop Sciences President of Bayer, uh, will have a key role here in St. Louis. Not sure if he'll be coming here, but I was told by Bayer officials this morning that there'll be some layers of leadership here in St. Louis. That's still being determined. The total number of jobs is what, about 5,400 at the uh, at the moment? Is that correct? That's what Monsanto has told me. That's in in the region, roughly 5,400. So they have the facility in Chesterfield, the headquarters in Creve Corps, and, and a few other places. Um, and they don't really break that down per facili- um, for facility by facility. Uh, and that's because the, the numbers kind of change all the time. Some stuff is fluid. Yeah. Well, again, uh, we have to point out that that'll be watched very closely. I think Anheuser-Busch lost a 1,000 or more jobs after promises that no jobs would be lost. And that has been a prevailing theme among people I've talked to over the last few months. And I even talked to the, to the mayor of Creve Corps, and that'll be part of a, uh, a feature we'll be airing sometime in the next two days. And he's been told that um, there's no reason to anticipate a repeat of what happened with Anheuser-Busch, but uh, the real proof of that will be checking in, you know, a year, mm-hmm. 18 months from now and seeing how things are really shaking out.
At least, uh, at least it's still staying in Missouri for the uh, for the foreseeable future. I know that you spoke with a farmer uh, in Missouri about uh, about that. What do you have to say? Well, Todd Hayes uh, has an operation in Northeast Missouri, and he is actually relatively upbeat about this deal with Bayer coming in and taking it over. But he is hoping that they back up talk about the commitment to the region. We're very fortunate for the state of Missouri that its headquarters has been in St. Louis and the Chesterfield area, and they've done a lot of research. There's a lot of jobs there, a lot of uh, tax base there for those communities and for the state of Missouri. So hopefully I think a lot of that can stay in place. And I think right there he he outlines what really is on the line for our region, Don, uh, with this deal. We all knew that, but it's good to hear it from a farmer who's on the front lines of this thing and should be really directly impacted. But uh, a lot of farmers are a little bit leery, a little bit concerned, not really sure that this is going to work best for them. Most that I've talked to uh, don't come out and say that they are strongly concerned, if that is a phrase. But yeah, there, there are some worries about this. Um, and one of the prevailing themes has been innovation and Bear and Monsanto say this will help with innovation. The other side of that coin is there is less competition in the global agricultural sector. So how is that good for innovation? That's a question that will be played out. But Chad Schutz operates a farm in Whitehall, Illinois, and uh, he admits that this consolidation, which is really a trend in the global agricultural industry, is on the minds of farmers. That's the part that I think bothers us the most because farmers are fairly competitive, even if it's just with your neighbor or the farmer that's in another state. So you just hate seeing that competition uh, shut down because that really drives a lot of innovation. And I want to give some credit here. Melody Walker, economic development reporter, actually went out to uh, Chad's farm and talked to him two or three weeks ago as we prepared for what we expect to happen tomorrow. Well, one of the concerns is when competition uh, is minimized, uh, prices generally go up. And that is one of the things that will have to play out over that year to 18-month period. It depends on who you talk to. Yes, we think they will go up. Mm. The people on the other side say, well, there's really no reason to believe that. Uh, The National Farmers Union, a senior vice president, Rob LaRue, who I talked to in the past couple of weeks, um, he thinks that it may be ending up to, on the prices standpoint, to be a negative thing for farmers. This just further consolidates that market, it raises uh, prices and creates fewer choices for farmers. And uh, in our argument, we would say uh, stymies uh, innovation in this space. So uh, all around, this is just not good news for farmers who are already facing trouble. So it's interesting that he's taking that standpoint, stymies innovation, when Bayer once again reiterated this week that this should mm-hmm. be good for innovation. So that'll be fascinating to watch as everything develops. Yeah. What is actually going to be happening tomorrow? From what we, we can tell, uh, there will be a bunch of money changing hands. So <laughs> Bear will be, uh, to, to put it in the simplest of terms, cutting some checks, transferring some funds to, to close this thing. We expect this to close uh, sometime late afternoon European time, mm-hmm. which I believe may be late morning, mid-morning our time. That's when we're expecting stuff to really start to develop. Mm-hmm. But that could change depending on how things go. And then once that happens, um, officially that Bayer will become the sole shareholder of Monsanto. But as we mentioned earlier, they'll still be competitors for at least two months until all the other deals are put together. You say that uh, they're going to cut a couple of checks. <laughs> <laughs> I try to boil it down to the bare essentials, Don. <laughs> well, let's, let's hear what uh, our friend Liam Condom had to say about that. That 
basically means we transfer an awful lot of money, and, and I hope all the account numbers are correct um, as we as we engage in, in that transaction on June the 7th. It's technically quite a difficult thing to do. Um, and Bayer will then become the sole shareholder of Monsanto. So he, he put it more eloquently than I did, I okay. guess, but you still get the same picture from what Liam was saying this yeah. week. Let's go back to the GMO, the genetically modified uh, crops, and the issues that that raises. Uh, there are a lot of farmers in this country who are concerned about that. What about on the other side of the oceans? Well, especially in Europe, there's been a lot of concern yeah. over the years uh, about this. And uh, easing those concerns uh, from regulators in Europe w- was one of the key elements for Bayer to, to get through this deal. They haven't come right out and, and stated that this is why the Monsanto name is going away. But I think we can probably conclude that the negative um, impression left by such research in some parts of the world uh, contributed to the decision to uh, take mm-hmm. Monsanto's name off the market, so to speak. I know you've talked to a number of farmers and, and uh, officials of the new, soon-to-be new company. What about the general employees out there? Have you had a chance to talk to any of them and what their concerns might or might not be? A lot of them are being pretty much tight-lipped <clears throat> at this point, um, mainly because, well, you know, they're dealing with some uh, research and aspects that are still corporate property mm-hmm. of what is now Monsanto, and then it will be Monsanto still for, for, for some time. So they've been pretty much tight-lipped. But I, I have talked to people whom I know who have had dealings through their businesses with Monsanto mm-hmm. and with Bayer, and they've been told that a lot of people are upbeat, especially on the Bayer side. And when I say upbeat, upbeat for the region because they know people who work for Bayer who have been told – you know, pack your bags, you're going to be moving to the St. Louis area. Mm. So I think we can take that as somewhat of a positive at this point. Do we have any idea what the cost of uh, of uh, changing brands is? I think of when, when Esso became Exxon. <laughs> the bill was a billion, with a B, a billion dollars, because every logo had to be changed, all the stationery had to be changed. Everything had to be changed. It's interesting that you raised that question because I was thinking about that for the past two days while dealing with all the other elements of this thing. And I don't have a number on that, but it's something I do want to look up. Um, I was relating it to um, there was a company in Indianapolis, pretty significant when I worked there, Exact Target, an email marketing company, and it was swallowed up by um, Salesforce. And there was a, a lot of money that changed hands there. And, and Salesforce, of course, changed all the branding to the point where Salesforce um, put its name on one of the tallest buildings in, in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. I don't know if it will be that significant for downtown St. Louis here, but that does give you an idea of even though we're throwing around a $63 billion number here, mm-hmm. uh, that it, it's probably a bit more than that when you account for everything, and, and I just don't know what that number will be at this point. When you think of, of, of vehicles and, yep. uh, and airplanes and business cards, I was everything. just going to say business cards, everything. boiling it right down to the, to the bare elements. Everything. It's, it's fascinating. Absolutely. Everything has to change. Well, thank you for your coverage of this. It's been a complicated story, and it's not over yet. Wayne Pratt, thank you for filling us in on what happens tomorrow. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Don. The big day. Same here. Thanks to Wayne Pratt of St. Louis Public Radio News. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.